This is All Said and Done, a podcast from the Liberal Democrat MEP for the East Midlands, Bill Newton-Dunn. Hello. Hello, Hello, Lloydie. (laughs) (laughs) It's been quite an interesting week kind of back in the East Midlands. Sometimes I think people think the EU is a a little bit remote, but the recent flooding actually has brought up the subject of, of European funding and how the EU can help in a situation like this, hasn't it? Absolutely right. Um, Flooding is not just restricted to the East Midlands or or the UK. It happens all over the place. Probably people saw the pictures of Venice under an enormous high tide and St. Mark's Square hugely flooded. Floods are everywhere. It may be to do with climate change. We don't know, but it's happening a great deal. And the EU has had in Brussels for a number of years a fund where it says, okay, for emergencies, where something has really gone badly wrong in one member state or another, we've got some money here which will help to repair, uh, shore up defences, whatever is necessary. Now, um, previously, I think it was 2005, 2006 Mm. time, um, the government wasn't for some reason applying for the funding and, and, and you wrote a letter to put pressure on, didn't you? Yes, I did. And, and in fact, it goes back even beyond that. I can remember floods in Lincolnshire in, about, in the 1980s. Um, uh, and the, the problem is that London says, well, we have our budget and we do it every 12 months and we calculate all the figures. The European money is, is required to be matched. It means that if Europe hands out some money to help, because they haven't got auditors to go and check every single place, they rely on a national government to check that the money is properly spent. That means if the national government is required to spend some money too, they're going to make sure the money is properly spent. So London's objection has always been, oh, well, it's nice to have extra money from Brussels, but we're not going to spend any of our own because it wrecks our own budget figures. So it's a very blinkered approach, just London's budget is everything and we don't want to be asked to spend anything extra by horrible Brussels. So in the past, London has refused to apply for money from Brussels purely because it would have required them to spend extra themselves, and which is a very short-sighted, stupid approach in my view. Well, I mean, if it's matched funding, then surely they, they only have to spend half of what they might otherwise need to. And surely, you know, the, the, the flood repairs certainly need to be done. Undoubtedly, when you look, see that the, the people's homes wrecked by water and swollen rivers and dams threatening to, to burst and so on, of course it's an absolute emergency. In the same way you've got on the East Coast um, – the, the the tides coming in ever slightly higher each year by a centimetre higher each year and so on. So we've got an awful lot of work to to deal with the the, of, the threat of flooding in the future. Yes, absolutely. And and I know in Derby um, mm. uh, there are some flood defences that have had EU funding, and yeah. and and just a couple of weeks ago they they proved vital in protecting the city centre. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, otherwise, one can picture just what Derby would have looked like. It would have been horrific and an awful lot of people's possessions and lives wrecked. So thank goodness that in that case, the EU was able to help finance. Um, in, in some of what you're saying, to a degree, it sounds almost as if London is more remote than Brussels sometimes. Well, that's an interesting philosophical question. But throughout the world, we're seeing a trend towards um, localism and people wanting to make their local decisions. If you think of the problems of Catalonia in Spain, where Catalonia wants to be independent, if you think about the Scots thinking about their own independence, um, Brussels 
and in the USA, Washington seem very remote and very far away. And I guess London, in its own little Westminster bubble, can seem very far away as well. It's a, it's a real problem for people who get elected to try and connect with, with the people on the ground and listen carefully and try and get action where it's really needed. Absolutely. Um, moving on to um, other things that have happened in, in, in the past kind of week or two um, in, mm. in Brussels. Um, uh, interested to read that Conservative and Brexit Party MEPs refused to back the EU resolution condemning the criminalisation of sex education in Poland. Um, yes, yes, that, that, that's true. It's, it's very surprising. Um, the the Poles in Poland have a very right-wing government, um, uh, and it takes obviously an extreme view on certain matters. And they're trying to pass legislation which is contrary to all the European principles of human rights and, and fairness, and so on. Uh, Hungary has a, a right-wing government which is behaving badly as well, and the British Conservatives and the Brexit MEPs are in sympathy with these far-right people, and so they tend to, to when they put up a motion tend to support it when it, the rest of us defeat it easily. But um, it's a very unattractive sight to see Brits supporting um, reactionary ideas from Poland. So the, um, the resolution passed. Um, will that have an impact? No, um, it's, it's not a law. Um, it's, a, it's an opinion from the Parliament saying um, we think the Polish government is behaving very badly and depriving Polish citizens of basic rights which the rest of Europe thinks are appropriate and right and proper. Um, so it's pressure on the Polish government with the implication that if the Poles continue to, to go in the wrong direction and behave in an, an un-European family way, then perhaps sanctions or much worse things could follow. That's uh, that's uh, interesting to know that there is actually, you know, um, at least some kind of process and some way of also people registering what they think is um, inappropriate behaviour. Mm, mm. Well, Bill, yeah, it's, it, it's the same thing is that Hungary has been threatened with actually having its voting rights within the EU removed unless it falls back into what is the European line. So, uh, and the polls—that's the sanction in the end that they become a sort of outcast without a vote, and uh, nobody wants that because all your influence in Brussels then vanishes. Well, and that's something, of course, that we may very well be facing ourselves on January the thirty-first. I sincerely hope not. Um, I hope that, uh, as you know, as a Lib Dem, we're hoping to cancel Brexit altogether and keep all the good things we enjoy already in the EU. Well, we shall keep our fingers crossed um, and remain optimistic. Uh, Bill, thank you. Enlightening as always. Pleasure. Nice to talk to you, Lloydie.